I'm Caroline. I'm Jason. Welcome to One More Episode, where we discuss what we're watching in the murder, mysteries, and psychological thriller genres. In this episode, we talk about some of our favorite series, give a recap of the Showtime series Dexter, and dissect episode one, Dexter New Blood. Hey. Hey. So we've been friends for a long time now. We have over 20 years. Over 20 years. Do you remember how we met? I do. On the parking lot in high school. I said, don't we share the same birthday or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know who you were. Right. Um, and I was just like, uh, who is that? Right. Um, but we do share the same birthday. We do. And today is actually our birthday. Today is our birthday and the Edmund Fitzgerald sank on our birthday. Same year and day. Do you have the soul of a, a sailor? <laughs> <laughs> I probably do, actually. I think I do, too. That's the, yeah. <laughs> that's the first time I've even heard of that. Today? Yeah, today. Wow. That's a famous song, you know? Yeah, I found that out today. For <laughs> But anyway, this is, I think, so cool because it's kind of like we've come full circle, still friends, it's our birthday, and we're doing this podcast. Right. Did you do anything special for your birthday? Um, I had some good food for my birthday. Nice. Um, and just kind of relaxed. How about you? I've had a lot of alcohol. Um, this is my third happy hour in three days so yeah um, I might be a little um relaxed because of all the alcohol (laughs) (laughs) I don't really see you being relaxed but uh you're always up for anything no you're always up for anything which is why you're you agreed to do this podcast right there's I mean I'm in a lineup for podcasts it's you and like (laughs) other people so why are we starting this podcast because we're scorpios and we're drawn (laughs) to um serial killers and uh (laughs) mystery murder all that um and i think our friendship has devolved into text messaging um where I guess you couldn't say devolve, but a lot of text messaging about the shows we're watching. Every text every friendship, family relationship, it's all text messaging about (laughs) this text me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think ours are always, you know, what are you watching? Have you seen this? Right. All of our shows. Yeah. And they always seem to gravitate towards what I call the murder mystery psychological thriller genre absolutely yeah yeah what have you been watching in the that genre um i have watched a couple episodes of tell me your secrets on amazon prime Hmm. i don't know if you've watched that one um it's pretty good i haven't finished it it's got a lot of good reviews a lot of friends are like you need to watch this so um, it has some of the actors from um, some of the American Horror Story uh, series. Um, it, it's good so far. I like it. Cool. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, 
thinking about what I've watched recently, one of my favorites, I think you've watched this too. I know you watched it was mayor of East town. Yes. Yeah. That. (laughs) Yeah. That's one that murder (laughs) dirter. It really, it really is that good. And there's a reason that Kate Winslet, Evan Peters and um, Julianne Nicholson all won Emmys. Oh, yeah. It. I mean, yeah. And I think, um, I mean, Gene Smart was really great in it too. Gene Smart is great in everything from designing women to Legion to whatever. I just love her. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was really great in that. Um, and for those of you that haven't seen it, um, it's uh, a whodunit in a small Pennsylvania town that I think we can relate to. The town has seen better days. The people that are there have all grown up together, a lot of them. And so their lives are very entangled. Um, and Kate Winslet plays Mayor, who's the lead detective on a case where a teenage girl has been murdered. So it really is a good whodunit. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. So what else, what's another show that you've watched? I think a a classic, one of my favorites, and this is an oldie, but a goodie, um, is The Killing. Mm. Have you watched The Killing? I haven't. Oh, that's a shocker. That's one of the best shows. Actually, I've told a lot of friends about it and I'm like, I they're like, I'm so glad you turned me on to the show because it really hooks you in. I've heard of The Killing. That came on years ago, right? That's an oldie. It was probably around the same time as Dexter. It was probably the same time it ended. It was probably like 2013. Maybe I should look it up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely know people that have watched that one and they've really liked it. It's been on my watch list you know, in the background for a while. So maybe I will check that one out. I don't know if you've seen this one yet, but Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Um, They live in an apartment building in New York City and one of their neighbors is killed. And so they set out another whodunit to discover who did it. And they make their own podcast, um, which, you know, just was another fun part of that show. Is that what inspired you for us to do that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, (laughs) they really make that. I mean, it is a a funny part of their show. And um, so that's another one I would recommend. Um, It's a good whodunit and, and it's a fun show too. I just looked up The Killing. It came out in 2011. And on IMDb, it gets 8.2 stars out of 10. So, All right. There is a show that I think would be, would be cool if we watched this one and then talked about it. So my pick for that is a show called American Rust. I just talked about that tonight at happy hour. <laughs> it's on Showtime. Right. Based in a small Pennsylvania town. Um, And Jeff Daniels plays a police chief um, who 
really has to decide how far he'll go um, when the woman that he loves son is charged with murder. Um, so I've just watched one episode and was waiting to watch any more, thinking that maybe you would want to watch that one too, and we could talk about it. We should. And um, at happy hour, like I said, I was talking about the show tonight with a friend who actually grew up um, basically in the Rust Belt, um, right across from, uh, she grew up on the Ohio, Ohio Valley, um, Pennsylvania, you know, Pittsburgh border. And they were really disappointed with the ending though. So we'll have to, it's a cliffhanger from what I've been told. Okay. Interesting. All right. Do you have any other picks for us on something that we should watch together? I I think that's it for now. All right. Well, are you ready to talk about our favorite serial killer on Showtime? (laughs) Dexter Morgan. Dexter Morgan. All right. So I thought we would talk a little bit about Dexter and give the some background and a premise, but in case anyone hasn't seen Dexter, I don't want to give too much information about each episode, thinking that, you know, some people may still want to watch. There's going to be some spoilers. Yes, there there will be some spoilers. So spoiler alert, um, now's the time to um, turn off this podcast. If you don't they want probably to, already did, <laughs> probably so. already have, but um, because it's the wild west up in here, but um, <laughs> but if you if you want to hear more about Dexter, here we go. So, as you know, Dexter was a blood splatter expert working for the Miami Police Department, and you know, he just also happens to be a serial killer. But nobody knows. I mean, here he is working for the police department, but no one knows that he is a serial killer. The difference with Dexter and other serial killers is that he only killed those who had gotten away with murder. So the murder seemed justified. And I think that's why he was so likable, right? That most of the time with a serial killer, you're like, this is the horrible character a horrible person but you could understand why dexter murdered these creeps basically right well and you know his father was always there the visions of his father and how he um channeled that energy to do good um knowing that dexter was a serial killer right from a young age that he had those urges to kill Right. So he had what he called his code, which his father, or actually his adopted father, Harry, told him, right? These things to live by. If you do have these urges that you need to kill, you know, one of them was don't get caught. Um, another one was never kill an innocent person. And the other one was uh, kill those who have evaded the justice system. Right. So those were kind of the parameters or the code that he lived by. He also had what he called the dark passenger. You know, when he talked about that, this urge to kill. 
I think probably caused by the trauma that he suffered as a kid watching his own mother be murdered. So do you think, um, thinking about a dark passenger, do you think everyone has a dark passenger? Not that you have an urge to kill, but just, you know, a dark side. Oh, absolutely. Everybody has a dark side. I mean, uh, do you act on it or do you shuffle that away in your brain? Um, and I think that's why a lot of people watch Dexter's because they think about that dark passenger that they have on board and they look at Dexter as, wow, I've thought about that. I think what was also interesting about Dexter and for, for the audience, you always knew when it was coming because he had what I call the kill suit. He had the outfit that he put on when he was going to kill somebody. Right. right. So like as an audience member, <laughs> it was never like, oh, when's it going to happen? It prepared you for what was coming next. Um, and he had, so he had a routine even with the kills. So whenever he put that on, it was like, prepare yourself here. It comes. Right. And then he always right. usually killed people the same way. Right. So he, he had the table, he had the plastic, he usually subdued them with a needle and a tranquilizer, I'm guessing. And then they woke up on the table. Did you have like, um, when you were watching the show and the seasons went by, did you kind of have a vision of how Dexter would be? Like, um, I kind of envisioned um, him working for the CIA as like a spy to kill people if he was found out. You know, I never really thought of that. Um, yeah, I never really thought of that watching the show. You know, he always got out of it. Each season, someone found out and he always was the winner. <laughs> Not to give too much detail, right. Poor, but- Right, poor right, jokes, poor right? Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that was season two, I think. You know, but he always, he always got away with it. And so, um, yeah, like I always just thought as each season went on, you know, here he, here he goes, like he's going to get away with it. So I never really thought of that. Um, and I think I was probably rooting for him in a weird way to get away with it. Like, I don't know what, I don't know if I would have wanted to continue watching, right? If, I mean, with, there wouldn't be a Dexter series right with if something happens it's, it's probably because of the code and and you're like rooting for him because he has that and he's doing good even though it's ethically bad <laughs> right well it was justified it's like that ultimate karma that people talk about right. everyone says you know if you're wronged even though it's not um a, a murder usually hopefully it's not a murder but you know, just in your everyday life, if things happen, you, there's this whole thing. I think we, you know, you hear someone say to you, well, karma will get that person. Right. And so there was a karma with, with Dexter and it, it seemed justified. So I think that's why he was so likable and why you rooted for him, even though, I mean, it was awful what was happening right in front of you and to like right. watch these murders. I mean, it made, you know, it was, it was always very visual and it made you kind of like cringe when you saw this on screen. But I mean, we have legal ways of doing that with the death penalty. I mean, 
right? I mean, when you you think about killing a murderer or someone that did really bad things, I mean, we have legal ways of justifying that. It's just Dexter is doing it in a different way. Yeah, true. Um, did you watch the series finale before you started um, the new season? I did. I did too. Um, and I forgot how it started so slow and you were kind of waiting for things. And then it just went from like zero to 60. Right. Like Deb is dead. <laughs> like there's a hurricane coming. Like it just went, it went fast. Right. Yeah. I think the season finale um, or the series finale of Dexter, I think a lot of fans were disappointed in the season in the series finale. Um, were you? I was. I was too. You know, just for a recap of that, Deb, who we haven't talked about, um, Dexter's sister, her his foul mouth sister. Um, I forgot how much she cussed right, until I, I watched it again. <laughs> she does. I've missed Deb, but she. Yeah, she she's in the hospital. She's been shot, and um, and she's like, Fuck, right, I got right, shot. and they think she's gonna be okay. <laughs> Turns out she's not. She takes a turn for the worst, and Dexter comes back to the hospital. He's trying to leave town with his girlfriend and son, Hannah, Hannah. who was also a serial killer, right? right? Taking his son to Argentina because, which we didn't mention. Deb finds out who Dexter is, that he is a serial killer, right? right? And so, um, but he decides he's going to take her out of the hospital. And I don't know if you noticed this, which I had forgotten this part, but he takes her out of the hospital and he puts on the kill suit. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. He goes, no. He puts on the kill suit, which again is like, okay, but he's not. Essentially, I guess he did unplug her from the machines and took her out on his boat, which we didn't talk about, called the Slice of Life. Slice of Life. And really puts her in the ocean where he put all of his victims um, and uh, let her go. But watching, but watching it again, you realize how much Deb centered um. Dexter like she kept him in check even when she didn't know like that was his lifeline so to speak and with her dead I mean they really did leave it open but you're you're sitting there wondering like you know what's what's going to happen to Dex now because his his lifeline is gone and I think that's a part of the show that people also related to this brother sister relationship, probably his like closest relationship on the show. And I think that people related to that. And so that was really his, really the final death on, you know, the show, the um, series finale, when he put her into the ocean. And right. I did, I did actually um, write down what he said when he did that, because I'd forgotten um, but he did say after he did that, as he often narrated, you know, during the show, he said, 
um, I hurt everyone that I love the most. And I'd forgotten that. But, you know, to me, that was pretty symbolic that he put on the kill suit and then essentially put her into the ocean. And that was his final victim in in the um, series finale. So then again, I mean, going back to it, like you're disappointed, but I guess when you watch it again, there's a lot of symbolism like you're alluding to with the kill suit that we, a lot of people probably did not pick up on. Like, and, and, you know, Saxon's like the last serial killer, like he, he gets in the last episode, the, the series finale. And Saxon wasn't even that memorable to me. Like, I'm like, I'm looking at him up and I'm like, I don't even remember this guy, like, because it was all about Deb and Dexter and their relationship. And that's where your focus was in the series. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, there were, let's see, it ended in 2013. So, you know, the show in the later seasons, I mean, there was a formula to it, I feel like. And so the last few seasons, people, I think by that point had gotten really used to the formula, right? Um, and so, right. yeah, that last season was not very memorable to me. Um, and like you said, a lot of stuff just like happened really quickly. And it was like Deb found out finally in that last season. And then th- this is how, you know, the show concluded. I do want to say before we move on and talk about Dexter New Blood, um, that the season four finale, if if anyone hasn't watched Dexter yet, was what I would call up there with a Who Shot JR uh, finale. If you recall what the season four finale was with the Trinity killer in season four, and then what happens to a character at the end of that season um, was a real shocker. And um, so, yeah, one of probably one of the top season finales that I've ever seen. And that character, Trinity Killer, was played by um, John Withgal. Withgal, yes. Or Withgal, yes. Yeah, and that. Yes. Yes, and that season, or after that season, John Lithgow actually won an Emmy for um, for his work, and um, Michael C. Hall won a Golden Globe. Both both actors did fantastic, and. What I want to say about that is um, another addition to our show is getting Michael C. Hall yes. to talk to us. <laughs> yes, which we forgot to mention at the beginning. But the other thing that really sparked us doing this is that Dexter New Blood was coming out. And ultimate goal is to have Michael C. Hall talk to us about Dexter since we were huge fans of the series and would love to hear what he has to say about it. And I have not used my Google machine to try to get his email address or phone number. But if anyone out there has that information to give to us, we'll fucking add him <laughs> to our Zoom call for real people. We would love for someone, if you know Michael C. Hall or are connected to him, let him know about the podcast. We would love to talk with him. Um, and just to kind of, before we move into new blood, we forgot to say what happens to Dexter, what we're left with, um, for the series finale back in 2013 is 
after he puts Deb into the ocean, we find out we oh he he sails um or rides into the hurricane into the hurricane. But yeah. the next scene slice of life is <laughs> cut up. Slice of life is is gone. Is a, it's slice. a slice. <laughs> and they find they actually find a piece of it, and it's in the papers that um that Dexter, the um, forensic expert, blood splatter specialist, is is no more. And um, even his girlfriend, Hannah, sees that Hannah, right over the right. news, over the interwebs that um, he's gone. And then cuts to a scene. We see that he actually is not dead. And he is in what looks like Oregon or a state in the um, Pacific. It, it could be Washington, Washington, Oregon. It could be Maine. Yeah, we're not sure. It could be, it could be New York State. <laughs> <laughs> it could be but he's now what i call he's a mountain man he's got on like right i mean he's flannel he's like it looks like at a logging company and then they show us right. him in what looks like a cabin and he he's right. sitting at a table we don't know what they're making are they making toilet paper <laughs> are they making paper like what know. are they doing <laughs> and to me i think people were so i was disappointed with that finale um you were too. I think so many fans were because it's like you showed us too much. You you didn't need to show us that. Drop us a bread a breadcrumb that maybe he's alive, maybe he got out, you know. But right. don't show us, don't show us Dexter sitting at a table looking at the camera because now we're gonna say, well, what's next? And and it was over. I mean did they leave it open on purpose to come back 10 years later or i mean did, did they? they right yeah we don't know we were left hanging and um i actually did read um there's an interview with michael c hall in the new york times where um he says that he knows the audience um that finale left a bad taste in people's mouths as well as his and so call us Michael C. Hall <laughs> right now and tell us, tell us about, about it, this. which I thought was really refreshing because a lot of times actors are very hesitant, right. To talk about a season finale and we know how much work they put into it. Um, but it was refreshing to hear him say that, that he, you know, he too was disappointed in, in that ending. And that's really rare actually for an actor to kind of say that and come out. You know, I mean, right. I don't know. Right. So let's let's talk about um, Dexter, New Blood. New Blood, episode one, Cold Snap. Right. I love the promo. So, oh, sorry. I love the promo they're using um, out there. That's you know what they say: old habits die hard. <laughs> <laughs> it. I mean, like I watched it with my partner and, you know, I got feedback from him and he was like, it was okay. But I, you know, in, in a new, new blood, new, new season, new series, you're going to have a lot of backstory. A lot of times the first episode may be the most boring because it's leading up to what's next. Right. Right. So but I will say 
and I knew this was going to happen. Like Deb was going to take on his father's role as the vision. Um, I mean, I, I think everyone probably predicted that, right? Did you predict that? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I tried not to read um, and think about it too much and not to read what was out there. Although I did see some spoilers, I guess you could say, um, I knew that she was going to be in this show in some way. So I figured since she had died, she'd have to come back. I mean, essentially as a, a ghost, right. Or something sort of that he right. hears or sees. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't really sure how they would do it, I guess. I mean, knowing, I mean, for me, knowing that she was his center, you know, keeping him centered, um, I figured she would come back as that vision. Um, but moving on to him leaving the cabin after talking to his dead sister, you know, he gets pulled over by this cop. And I'm like, this is predictable. Like, I knew that was going to happen. Like, I mean, just to go back a little bit, when the episode started, um, you see that in the original series, he's in Miami, which is, you know, sweltering heat, right? Like your picture of Miami and what it's like with an ocean and, um, you know, short sleeves and just, you know, a fun city. Now he's in what looks like the coldest place on the planet. Right. I mean, we're, we're guessing, right. you know, he's in the United States. He's in a small town. Um, he's living in a cabin like in the woods. And so just like the contrast of going from Miami to this cold city. Um, I mean, there's such there's such extremes, you know, so to me, it it felt so different than the original series. Were, were you trying to Google where he was at? Because I saw birch trees and I was Googling that. I was like, where did birch <laughs> trees grow? And they're like Washington, Oregon or whatever. And then you, we find out he is in upstate New York where birch trees don't grow. So obviously the filming location was different <laughs> than upstate New York. Oh, That's all well, Okay. Interesting. There. <laughs> I, I did not notice the trees there. I just, um, yeah, I just no, noticed that it was, uh, you know, looked very remote and cold and what a difference. And I, I mean, I think it's interesting to see since we're so used to Dexter, you know, being in this, you know, Miami and that environment, what it's going to be like now that he's in what looks like a small, isolated, very cold town. Um, so right. it felt very different and I agree with you. Like when he gets pulled over, um, first he's driving a truck in some ways, it doesn't even seem like the same character, you know, be, and, and, but we know he's obviously hiding from who he was. I mean, I think that that's, you know, pretty obvious to viewers that, you know, what he's like now, but yes, he gets pulled over and it was very, uh, obvious what was going to happen. Right. Right. In this scene, we do um, we do learn what his his name is now, right? Because she checks his license. Jim. Jim. I think it says James Lindsay on the license, and he he goes as he says right. later he goes by Jim. 
And fun fact about that, um, the series Dexter is based on a series of books called Darkly Dreaming Dexter by the author is Jeff Lindsay. So do you think oh. that that's an ode to the author? Oh, there's a little correlation. I, I there. think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah. And then he makes it into town after that. She is the chief of police. So it does feel familiar that he's with the chief of police. Again, police department. They don't know who he is. Right. He's a wolf right. in sheep's clothing. He's hiding in plain sight. You know, just like before. Right. How do these people not know who he is? <laughs> right. Well, and this is a place too. I mean, it's interesting that he is in upstate New York, which actually is not a place a lot of shows or movies have explored in the past. So it, it's an interesting location to me. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Iron Lake, it's not even a real town or whatever, but. Yeah, I think after that scene, we learned that um, he's, you know, it's a very small town and he's now working in a gun outdoor shop. Fred's, Fred's Fish. And yeah, in the, in the middle of town, <laughs> this like little shop where he's got a name tag, right? He, he goes right. by Jim. Um, yeah, and from, and from that scene, uh, you know, to me, this also... Um, was very obvious when the two, I would say 20 somethings come into the shop and um, uh, the town douchebag like walks in yeah, very, back in town. Very entitled, yeah. loud. Um, when he says he doesn't want to get a background check, to me, it's it becomes very obvious that this is somebody Right. That, right. that Dexter may have a problem with and they're, you know, th this might be a catalyst for Dexter. Um, right. Later but, on. But it, was it also for you like, oh, my God, we know this guy because we're from small town, <laughs> West Virginia. We're like, oh, my God. Like, I well, know I think it. Yeah. And I think it was also um, I, I mean, just the way that he acted, you know, I wanted to kill him at the end of the scene. <laughs> Oh, me it's too. Like, I was like, do it. It was like, oh, right now. you know. In the shop right, right now. Well, well and one of the things that happens is, you know, he wants to purchase this like huge rifle, really powerful rifle. Right. And so Dexter says, okay, I have to do a background check. And I mean, as soon as he questioned the background check, I mean, I think that was, again, predictable to the audience that like, oh, something's up with this guy's past right? He's, he's got right. something in that. Um, and we, we come to realize, um, that he does, right. Yeah. <laughs> that he does. Um, and that he was in some type of voting accident, um, and five people died. Um, and he, uh, sounds like he got out of it. It's like, right. right? He went to trial or something and, um, his dad, and, and this, his dad's very well. This, this happens. Yeah. Right. And this happens in small towns. We all know this. And especially us, you know, even before I moved to where we're from, I was even from a smaller town and I knew things that happened in town. You know what I mean? Like people, people got away with murder. Right. You know, right. So, 
was yeah. which essentially what happens is and we learn this throughout this episode that um yeah he did get away with murder right so right. um we you can kind of you can see where this is headed interestingly we do learn from deb who um is in this episode quite a bit sort of i would say keeping dexter in line that he hasn't killed anyone in 10 years so we do learn that from deb um which you know was a little surprising i guess to me um and then brought up a lot of questions like like where has he been what happened how did he end up from wherever he was to upstate new york exactly right what's right. the backstory a lot of backstory is not there but also i thought there was some symbolism in the albino deer i don't know if you picked up on that but a white deer to me like was his new innocence and when the town douchebag kills the albino deer like his innocence is gone right so there were, it was symbolic right. i think right something else that happens in this episode is um we see someone lurking and watching dexter we don't know who it is and I knew. Who yeah. Was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, I had some guesses, but you know, you, you don't know exactly who it is until they, they show up at uh, his cabin and he walks in and um, do you want to say who it is? It's Harrison, his son. Harrison's found yeah. him again. Backstory. Right. And how did Harrison find him? You know what I mean? A lot like, of question marks, right? right? How did he find him? And Dexter, you know, again, Deb um, tells him, say that you're not who you are, right? You, you need, he right. needs, you need to let him go. He needs to, because, you know, he doesn't need to know. Because right? you, you're going to hurt him. Right. In the end, like you do right? everyone else, right? Yes. Um, and so he says that and tells him to leave. He's not Dexter Morgan even though he recognizes him, like you are what I remember. He's like, no, I'm not him and sends him away. And so he leaves. Um, I do think there was, you know, the feeling that that wasn't it. Right. I mean, you don't just have a character yeah. come back and uh, they, you know, they have to serve some type of purpose. Right. I'm going back to South America. Right. See right. Right. So as the episode moves on, Dexter ends up, the background check goes through. I don't know how <laughs> for the character. I think his name was, was Matthew Caldwell was the, the 20 something. Right. right? And he yeah. has to deliver the gun to him at his house where they've had a big house party. And, uh, right. his friend basically tells Dexter what really happened. And, um, that, Matthew Caldwell um, was responsible for killing those people um, and that he got out of it. He lied for him so he would get off. Um, and then, you know, basically tells Dexter like, oh no, like don't tell anyone. Um, and I thought what was interesting, another quote that De Dexter says um, after that is you're looking at the guy where secrets go to die. And I was mm. like, hmm. 
And so he leaves, he leaves that house and you mentioned the white deer earlier, which that was, that was in, you know, a few parts of the area uh, of the episode with him chasing this white deer coming up to it with a gun, but never shooting it. And it, and it's, it's like, he's trying to kill his own innocence with the white albino deer right. yeah. so he does that again and he chases this deer we see this happening um doesn't kill the deer and actually goes and approaches the deer and they like have this weird moment, moment together <laughs> where he's looking at the deer and the deer's looking at him and they're like face to face and then and then douchebag <laughs> kills the deer other one Douchebag Otherwise Matt. known as Matthew Caldwell. <laughs> right. <laughs> Matthew Caldwell kills the deer. And um, <clears throat> that's really the catalyst for Dexter Morgan to come back to life. And before you know it, he's hit Matthew in the head and he's unconscious. And here we go. Right. And he had that vision of him doing it before at the house when you think he really did it. And then it snaps like, oh, no, he didn't. Right. Right. And so, yeah. So you're just like kind of I I kind of felt myself bracing myself for this. I'm like, like, here we go. Here's the anticipation. Right. And, And I don't know exactly where he was somewhere on his property, a shed or something. And there you see, here comes the table, <laughs> here comes the plastic, and there he is. Right. And he wakes up. And he's a little sloppy because he's out of practice. He admits to that. And he starts narrating again. Did you notice that? Because before yes. he didn't narrate, Deb was his voice, right? Deb was the one telling mm-hmm. him. And now it's like, here I go again. Now I'm narrating. And then he has this conversation with, uh, his victim, like he always does, asking them, you know, do you know why you're here? What did you do? You know, to have them right. confess. And he kind of hesitates a bit too, because um, Matthew kind of goes into his mom, like blaming his parents for his behaviors. And then Dexter's like, enough of this. Right. Yeah. And then he doesn't hesitate. It's like, yeah, I'm rusty, but Boom. <laughs> you <know>? Boom. <laughs> Knife to the heart, right? Because I, I think usually, I mean, that was kind of his ammo was like, right. Knife That's, to the yeah, heart. Yeah, this is go-to. Is yeah. go-to. So, um, so yeah, we see that. And so, yeah, it's like, well, now what's he going to do with the body? I mean, you're, you're in New York now. You don't have the ocean, which was really an awesome place to, <laughs> to dump bodies. Yeah. I mean- and so now you have ice and some water. And so they do show he has a small lake by his, on his property. So I don't know. I got the fishing, fishing hole. hole. Yes. I thought, well, maybe, yeah. maybe that's his new disposal site. Um, did they show where he took the body in this? Episode? They did not show it. They just showed at the end, the blood, the trail of blood, and then the the preview for the next episode is they want to um, have Dexter's place as the kind of hub of the um, investigation. So, and then this the episode ends with him um, going to a train station. It looked like and 
he sees Harrison there waiting to board. It was a, or was it a bus station? It was great. It was the bus yeah. station. And um, yeah, he says at that point, I am Dexter Morgan. You know, I'm back, right. come home. And yep. so, yeah, you're left again with so many questions about, you know, what's going to happen. And, you know, first in my mind is, okay, now Harrison is probably a teenager, I'm guessing at this point. And so I'm wondering, does he have the same urges as Dexter, right? Like what's happened with Harrison? He grew up with a serial killer and Hannah, you know, what happened right. now he's with his father who also was a serial killer. Right. All those questions I was thinking too. And also he has to know about Dexter. You know, either Hannah has told him or he's done his own research and reading about Dexter that he knows things. I don't know what to think at this point. I mean, I have all those question marks of what does he know? I mean, I think the, the first question is, how did he find Dexter? If no one else has, has found Dexter or caught Dexter at this point, how did Harrison find him? I have a feeling that Dexter was probably writing Hannah. There has been some sort of communication that Harrison was able to find him. Um, and again, he's probably read some things about Dexter because, I mean, hell, what it wasn't in the series finale. I mean, people were starting. I mean, even though Deb knew there were other people that had thoughts mm -hmm. about Dexter. So, right. There, there were always characters that, um, you know, has suspicions about Dexter. They didn't know what he was up to, but things didn't always make sense. And you just wonder how much he does know. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Well, so. I guess we'll find out. Maybe not all the answers, but um, episode two drops on Sunday. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned, right? Stay to, tuned, to what happens. Um, I mean, I'm really looking forward to Michael C. Hall coming on the podcast. We have so no many. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many questions for him. Um, just what it was like to be back as Dexter. I mean, I, he really didn't right. miss a beat. I mean, it just, um, even though things have changed, you know, he really stepped into the character. Well, I think that's, that's all for our podcast. We hope, uh, people will come back and listen, uh, to, um, as we look at episode two, Dexter, new blood. Who knows? Maybe we'll be reviewing other shows after this. <laughs> we may. I like American Rust. American Rust could be the next one. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. tuned. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a Caroline Home Production.